0: And welcome back to The Cliff Dorfman Show with Jonathan Johnny Silverman.
1: We're going to go right into it.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not fucking around at all, all because right. I have so much I want to talk about. Okay. I'm actually thinking, like, we went away and now we came back. And the whole time we were away, I've been thinking about stuff I wanted to talk about. Okay. That's how excited I was about the first part. I got all my
1: adrenaline Yes, I think you, you, you brought me up to age 23. I know exactly. Those are some of my best years. We we have you at Weekend of Bernie's. We discussed 18 to 23 ad nauseum.
0: Yeah, we have you at Weekend of Bernie's. We use the credits as mile markers, really. If you notice, there's not that much about, oh, what was that casting like? They're really just these posts in the wilderness of your artistic journey. So
1: that's what they're there for. They are.
0: Yeah. And so other people can learn. Really? What else are we doing?
1: No, I want to learn. I, I, don't, I, don't know <laughs> I haven't thought about I'm this shit. I'm improving this whole thing. Little. I have no idea. The answers to your <laughs> questions are just right out of my ass. I don't know what I'm talking
0: about. <laughs> it's all fake, ladies and gentlemen. This has all been scripted. <laughs> that would actually be genius. Fuck, I that wish I would thought about yeah. yeah, it. Let's. let's. We could actually all create that. Okay. And, uh, a scripted, scripted podcast, podcast that they don't know is scripted. Right. And they think it's. And then we could build the drama in it. I love that. Mm. Oh, we might want to cut this yeah, out and yeah. create that after. You
1: heard it here first.
0: <laughs> Let me, because we were up to the part where we get to Weekend of Bernie's, but what I want to ask is, and I don't know if it was a Broadway-bound theater. Is it was a Eugene O'Neill theater,
1: is that? Where we did Broadway-bound? Yeah. Uh, Broadway-bound uh, Broadway we did at the Broadhurst. Broadhurst. Yes, So 44th.
0: W- 44th, and the other one was on 51st or 2nd, right? Ah, uh,
1: God, let's see. Uh, no, the, the the Brighton Beach Memoirs, we did. We did I did mm-hmm. uh, at the... Aptly named Neil Simon Theater on Fifty Second. Fifty Second. Towards the end of that run, it moved to the Forty Sixth Street Theater, which is now the Richard Rogers Theater, if I'm not mistaken. And Biloxi Blues, I think, was is also at the with Richard Rogers, Yeah.
0: There's a reason I asked. Okay. And the reason is this: was there not a certain bartender there at one of these mm-hmm. at one of these theaters there who was? was God, you have a good memory. Writing yeah. a play or something on yes. a napkin. Can you tell us a little about Absolutely. that? Absolutely. There please. were
1: um, there were two there were two bartenders. I guess uh, uh, the one that you're you're speaking of uh, uh, bartended at uh, uh, the Broadhurst at mm-hmm. uh, Broadway Bound, and um, he. You know what? I think he I think I think he bartended at Biloxi Blues. He bartended at Biloxi Blues. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, so this chasing. would be uh, the Richard Rogers Theater. And he became very friendly with uh, one of my dear friends who at the time was mm-hmm. uh, playing the role of Epstein, which is you know kind of the role in that play. Um, Barry Miller mm-hmm. won the Tony Award for it, I believe. Uh, but his name, uh, and he's now a wonderful director of theater, his name is Mark Nelson. And I remember talking to Mark... Uh, and Mark saying, "You know, I I have to." go to this thing, and I I did a reading for this bartender, and now it's turning into an actual production, and I don't know what to say, because I think the play has potential, but I I now have to go to uh, uh, Washington, D.C. at the Arena Theater for three months at no pay and do this, because he's so sweet, and he doesn't have (laughs) any money, and he wrote this play, and I feel so bad for him. And I'm like, who, what bartender, what are you talking about? And I don't even think I was old enough to drink, so I really didn't make friends with the bartenders anywhere (laughs) at that time. Um, Yeah, because I was like 19 or 20. Um, But the bartender's name was Aaron. And this particular first play that he wrote Mm -hmm. was like a war drama. And uh, the title of it was A Few Good Men. Mm,
0: and uh, that. so that's where fucking sorkin that's where he's got his start
1: writing on cocktail yeah, napkins yeah. being paid to you know make drinks and you know during the, the boring parts of the second act he you know wrote an epic play and, but <laughs> soaking it in i mean yeah. so
0: living <laughs> it he's like fuck it i'm gonna go right to the <laughs> it source right to it. Yeah, yeah i'm like i want to go right to the nectar <laughs> right. and get it
1: that's a lot of dialogue Oh to yeah, on napkins. right. That's a yeah. lot of time, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Yeah. Have you ever
0: like even paid notice to the bartenders at a Broadway play? You're like, give me a gin and tonic, and then right. you're off. They're like people who sit there the whole time from the time you're watching the first yeah. act to the second act. They got nothing to do. And
1: now the other uh, celeb bartender at yep. that at that, that theater was uh, Cameron Manheim.
0: Oh, uh, she's so good. She's on a show that Stumptown now. Oh, that's right. And yeah. she's excellent. Oh, she's, she's always good. Always Is she excellent. ever bad? She's she's, she's always brilliant. great
1: and a great lady, a really great human being.
0: Shout out to Cameron Manheim, Cameron Manheim. If you don't know her, you yeah. should be watching everything yeah. she ever did. And I think she did that movie about that poor boy who got dragged in the car and they did the whole uh, it was one of those first hate crime movies that right. they did like HBO did it and she okay. was in that if you haven't seen I can't find the name Jason were you trying to cameraman a horror hate movie. crime movie <laughs> yeah no it was a it was a homosexual boy who like got it was in Montana or something oh, oh got, Matthew Shepard Matthew
1: Shepard okay so that's not scary movie three <laughs> wow or cop mm-hmm. car no yep. no <laughs> this is
0: fucking Matthew Shepard it was a serious piece <laughs> all right? so no, don't I'm, fuck around <laughs> I'm just looking I'm just trying right? to find no. all No, no. so now we're back and we said at this point you had done Weekend of Bernie's three, 2, 1.
1: Okay. Right. Now 3. All right. I don't know why I said that. But three. this is where we left. A 3. We're doing yeah. We're doing 6 now. There's now
0: a third coming up, though. Is there really? No. No. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I was shocked they let us make the first one. But, but you uh, wouldn't be surprised
0: if there was. And that's kind of my point, is mm-hmm. that this thing, that this movie that could have been just an array of one of the films you did, which at the time, was it?
1: This was a job I was lucky to have. I, I uh, auditioned for it um several times. Hmm. Um um it wasn't a giant budget, but it was a movie for Fox. Probably had like a $10 million budget. Uh, Mm. Wonderful director uh, named Ted Kotcheff, who who mostly is known for uh, heavy dramas like um, uh, uh, Uncommon Valor and Rambo, the first Mm. Rambo. I mean, Mm. (laughs) um, he also uh, directed uh, a couple of cool movies um, um, by uh, Mordecai Rickless, uh, Joshua Then and Now, and Dutty Kravitz, I think Richard Drive his first big movie. Uh, So, yeah, wonderful, wonderful filmmaker. And Lynn Stallmaster was cast. One of the biggest. uh, the best biggest. in the business. I mean, Tootsie I mean, you know, yeah. everything. This guy so was the. I, I knew pinnacle. this was a big audition. Yeah, that, written by a guy named Bob Klein who uh, wrote a movie I loved with Ruth Gordon and George Segal called "Where's Papa." If you've never seen "Where's Papa," you I know, like find I have. it, have rent you? it. No, also ah. a really dark comedy, basically about a dead guy, but we don't really <laughs> see him in the movie. But God, it just. It, <laughs> lovely, lovely group of people. The script was, you know, that's what I'm asking. It it's had like, some moments. It does was it called play on paper? It was called Hot and Cold, I believe, oh. when I auditioned for it. Bit more direct, and then they changed it to Sitting Ducks when we shot it. <laughs> um, but anyway, I went to audition for it. I, the audition went well. I remember I had just bought my first new car it wasn't anything much it was like a little jeep it was a crappy little jeep um, one of those Suzuki, Suzuki Samurais, Samurais that with yeah. you know like a month the after rollovers. I bought it they rolled and they became worth nothing oh, and I not had to funny, like get rid of it, it is. but I had just bought this thing it was the first thing I ever like you know made money and paid for. Um, uh, You know, at the time, I drove like a used uh, Mazda that I bought with my bar mitzvah money. Um, But here, I bought a car, I'm at the audition, and I think it goes well, and I go back to my car, and the car was broken into. They like took everything from my car. They, you know, ripped the stereo out and whatever I had, and I'm like, oh, well, I hope I get this job, (laughs) because now I gotta like pay for all this damage. It was brand Um, new, too, the car. It was, yeah, brand new car. I only had the car in its entirety for like six weeks, because then I, I had to get rid of it cuz was Winston Master casting out of Right yeah <laughs> like, yeah what was going on? it was so they said we really like him and we are very serious in having him be in this movie we want to pair him up with the other guy and at the time the other guy was a friend of mine who I knew from the Neil Simon days uh John Cryer mm. and they said we don't know Not- yeah, we don't know who is going to play what role, so we'd like you to screen test. And going back to my Bright Beach Memoirs mm-hmm. screen test story, not that fancy. It was right. just a room like this. Right. And, you know, a camera not much bigger than that. That was our screen <laughs> test. Um, but we each played. Uh, uh, You're in the each room role. with John? Yeah, so John and I came in, mm-hmm. and John tried that role. I tried this role. We, you know, we, we took turns playing the other role, and that was kind of the end of it. And uh, I hadn't heard anything for a bit. And then all of a sudden, my agent, who I believe also represented Andrew McCarthy, just said, "So and, Andy wants to be in this movie too." And McCarthy was a huge movie star yeah, this at this is point.
0: John uh, Hughes, yeah, time and, you know, Pretty in Pink Ringwald and, and, and uh, Saint
1: Elmo's Fire. Right. He was a big, big movie star. Uh, Not arguing. And Fox was really excited, and I assumed. He would play the leading guy, you know, the guy who gets the girl, as opposed to the wacky best friend. And they said, "No, no, he wants to do something completely different. He wants to play the funny guy." And hmm. we're all like, "Wow, great, okay." And so, I, uh, you want me to play the other one? And they're like, "Yeah." So that was it. And so all of a sudden, John Pryor was out. Wow. And, and Andrew McCarthy was in, and uh, we we had a lot of rehearsal time for that movie, which uh, well, it's physical, doesn't happen. Right? But yeah. Was that why I I guess I guess Um, and we we came up with a lot of the bits you know how we're dragging him around and the tying of the shoes together and the the sort of marionette puppet Um, but during the making of it thinking of it I I literally had no idea if anyone would ever watch this movie or Mm -hmm. laugh. At this movie, or enjoy this movie, <laughs> and you're
0: using the real guy, right? You're, you're yeah, Terry, Terry. kaiser
1: who to this day <laughs> I I absolutely adore and would do anything. The guys for getting this, flopped around uh, by these yeah. two
0: gentlemen on set. He had
1: an amazing stunt crew. He had wow. uh, uh, one particular uh, stunt double, and then a series of others. I mean, there was so much stunt work that needed to be done. Everyone from Terry, the actor, to the first stunt double, to the other many. All got injured because you had to play dead. You couldn't protect yourself for these these pratfalls. Um, I, I cracked ribs, broken noses. It was every day. It was you it was something else. That. And I would be right there for it all. And I'm I'm so squeamish and protective of people I you know have in my life anyway. Let alone someone I'm sharing the screen with. And I'm always like ruining the take trying to protect right someone yeah. and a few times I leaped too late and you know I just saw the blood or heard the crack and I'm like oh. okay another one's gone <gasps> um, so it was a tough tough movie on me too I think I had to go to the hospital at one point I ripped my knee open doing a stunt and we had to shut down for a couple hours and um, it wasn't wasn't an enjoyable shoot it wasn't fun it wasn't fun to make it was hard it was hmm. really difficult that knowing who is who? Who's gonna ever watch this thing? Is it funny?
0: I mean, is that what you're thinking? Yeah, well, I'm it's like kind of curious is, what you're it's thinking. It's
1: about a guy who gets murdered twenty minutes in, and then we're carrying his carcass. Well, is, is this funny? Um, and I guess it was. The movie came out, and um, it, it came out uh, huge. It was, it was uh, a trailer. Uh, of some giant, giant movie. And everybody got so excited by the trailer, so it, op- they, they moved it to a July 4th opening weekend. It made a bunch of money, and then it kind of stopped. And it was out for a couple of weeks, and then that was it. And I thought, well, you know, whatever. It made a couple of dollars, a couple people saw it. But then it just had this life on cable and airplanes, and yeah. it's, it's still on. I mean, I you know. still flick the channels this and you see I'm that saying. movie. But years later, they asked uh, if we'd make a sequel, and I'm like, come on, seriously? You guys want to make a sequel oh, to this? Let's. Why don't we just say, good job? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? You guys made some money. Uh, you know, the actors yeah. didn't, but somebody made some money, yeah. and people laughed. It's why? Like, why? It's do one of those things again? like putting a crazy roulette bet and winning, and then going trying to double down on it. Yeah, You're like, no, just walk away just with just all walk your away, money. Walk away. <laughs> <laughs> and it was years later. It was four or five years later. I mean, you don't even remember this. Um, And at the time, I think I was working a bit more. I had more opportunities uh, uh, for gigs, so I wasn't... Wasn't like clamoring to, to do this, mm-hmm. and but was, you had bought your house. No, as a matter of fact, I, I joke that the house is the house really that the, the sequel got me. Yeah, built. Weekend of Bernie's yeah, two. Yeah, built. Yeah, it's a weekend of Bernie's two house. house yeah, yeah. Great the house. first the I'll first movie again. was was a lovely paycheck. I'm not complaining. It was more money at the time than I ever made. But the sequel was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but that aside, I was the guy who Why? kept saying. Why are we doing this? Uh, Come on, Um, Andrew (laughs) McCarthy jumped on first and got a very nice raise. Um, (laughs) I bet Terry Kaiser then jumped on and got a huge raise, especially for someone who doesn't have a word, one line. He has not one line (laughs) of dialogue. He's dead the whole movie. But you really do. You know they should have paid him double. But yeah, Yeah. you can't. You You can't can't do do without him. And they just kept waiting on me. And. Mm. I was like is this really happening are you sure 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 <laughs> and it almost got to the point where they said we're making this with you or without you so you could come join us and they shot it we shot it in the Caribbean for two or three months it was, it was rough huh it was rough. <laughs> yeah, it was come call. to come to st. Thomas and st. John's for a couple of months make some money have some fun or not um, <laughs> and you'll do this and whatever, or you'll spend the rest of your life having to ask the question when people come up to you, why weren't you in the sequel? Why was John Cryer in the sequel? So I I finally said, okay. And actually the doing of that sequel was... So much fun. It was so much fun. I think at that point we all knew, okay, people are going to laugh at this. Of course, they didn't. The movie sucked. (laughs) But we thought, okay, it's funny. You know, the dead guy here and throw him here and toss him here and drown him and throw him in a suitcase. Uh, But yeah, the location definitely helped. Uh, uh, I remember renting this beautiful home on the beach Mm -hmm. and it was was ridiculous fun.
0: I feel like at the time you're dating a playmate model. At the time of a month, I was very single and uh,
1: I, I learned. What it's like to date uh, <laughs> at that point, and how to have fun on a movie set, and the, the the producer, bless him, his name is Victor Dre, who uh, has yes. since gone on to great restaurant and nightclub fame.
0: Uh, I met him through Did you, right? Through you, yeah. Uh, Victor, at Dre's.
1: Victor is this uh, <laughs> the, first one? Wonderfully hysterical and out of his mind Moroccan Jew who came to the states. Uh, as the boyfriend, like twenty-year-old boy toy of Jacqueline Bisset, mm. who in the that's 70s, a great person I mean, to be a boy toy yeah. of. Mm-hmm. I, I wish and I. And that's how he applied. saw Hollywood, and <laughs> then he started dating. He might even have been married to Kelly LeBrock.
0: Yes, I remember. That's when I think when we. When you introduced me to him, she, he had just gotten divorced probably, from Kelly Probably, probably, yeah. And he had that restaurant right. on Las Angeles. Yes, Manica. so that That's hadn't happened Coy. yet. Yes,
1: that hadn't happened yet. Okay. Then he said, are you going to make movies now? And he made, <laughs> he made the wonderful Gene Wilder movie, Lady oh, in Red, which oh, wow. wasn't with one Kelly of the best. LeBrock. With Kelly LeBrock. With yes. um, But it did get an Oscar for the song. The Stevie yeah, Wonder Lady song, yeah, great uh, song, yeah. So uh, he That's then he head. then Thanks. parlayed that, and he raised some money for the the first weekend of Bernie's movie. Um, he loves life, and he loves to celebrate the end of each day. I'll just put it that way. And every night, he would basically throw a dinner party. Which he did in North Carolina, where we shot the first movie, Um, and I oftentimes attended because I think our little who's cooking these things. He well, the the first one, the Weekend at Bernie's movie, was shot in Wilmington, North Carolina, and it was Dino De Laurentiis brought his whole crew over from Italy and put together this studio, and the studio was built next to the only uh, uh, airport. A little airport, but a working airport in Wilmington, North Carolina, yeah. with very thin walls. Uh, so uh, even though we're truly, it's a lovely city, but you know, compared to working in LA or, or, or a big city, right. it was one of the loudest fucking places everywhere, because every 30, 40 minutes, you would have this like prop plane landing That's in great. your scene. Um, uh, anyway, Dino De Laurentiis' Studios went bankrupt, um, which huh. I think is why... Victor Dre was able to afford to take over, um, oh, uh, I see so happened. they had all these wonderful Italians living in this southern port city, ah. including the chef Dino's like private chef who was brought in from probably Sicily. Going, what the fuck am I doing in the Wilmington? <laughs> what a fine. And so every night he would throw this dinner party. So by wow. the time we made the sequel, Victor kind of perfected. Uh, he did a few movies in between, and he perfected the the post shoot dinner party, and it was just so lavish and so fabulous and beautiful foods and wines I and very, I remember at one of these like dinners out a lot. Uh, yeah, uh, a, a number of us said Victor wh- what are you doing making movies you should open a restaurant I mean you you're made for this lifestyle you know this getting up at four in the morning and you know worrying about the, the film and the weather open a restaurant so he said okay my darlings and he basically <laughs> took money from each of us and uh, that
0: was a good investment. You would have
1: thought. I would have. You was would have not? thought. <laughs> if I could tell him, you anything at home, don't invest
0: in restaurants. No, Just yeah, don't. Don't. <laughs> don't. don't, no restaurants. Open <laughs> to, your own,
1: but except don't the one I'm give opening. money. Yeah, okay, it's fine. It's going to be a good Perfect. one. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, don't, really. <laughs> so, uh, yes, he opened a restaurant called Dre's um, on La Cienega Boulevard, which didn't do very well at first. And then he brought in music, and he sort of made it uh, more of a, of a party. And then it became a big hit for years, and changed chefs, and it was it was it was terrific. None of us who invested in it ever got our money back, mm. and this it was open forever, like yeah. five, six, seven, eight years. And then, it's and still then in he Vegas. Said, and yeah, so he said, so darling, I close, <laughs> I open in Vegas, <laughs> and now I need more money. And all of us were like, dude, no. what the hell is happening? We we haven't gotten paid from the first investment, and you're a big hit. Why? Yeah. And now Dre's is like. The biggest. Yeah, I mean, if I put just, you know, a, a few shekels in there, I would have, uh, you know, I could have retired, but mm-hmm. I I, I, I stood great. my ground on that one Damn. and said, Damn no, it. this is the dumbest idea ever. Damn and it. And still go in, and it's a big hit. And I think, as a matter of fact, not that this should be a podcast about... <laughs> Dre's restaurant, but it became it 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 was almost closing. Uh, Dre's in in Vegas. It was not successful at the time. Oh really? D- you know, delicious uh, gourmet food in Vegas just wasn't quite there yet. Nobody really cared so much, and it was at a strange place. It was uh, um, it was at a former site of uh, McDonald's. Uh, like the big you know McDonald. It just wasn't right. You know, the, the the crowd that it was trying to entice didn't right. want to go there, and uh, he was going to close and somebody it wasn't him somebody took over while victor was traveling in europe and decided maybe i could turn this into like a an all night you know after 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 party where you know you pay money to get in it's a private club and then it just blew up yeah that was, that was the place to be till the Sun came out and it changed the whole landscape of, of going to Vegas it certainly I,
0: I've yeah. never been a till the Sun come up yeah. I, I can't I don't do <laughs> cocaine though so it's like a, you know I feel like those parties are just out the window yeah anymore
1: but uh, became a big hit anyway so Victor and, Dre was your producer that Victor was your producer sorry anchor. long story no nope, by the his, way it's yeah. a great story
0: but he's the anchor this guy yeah, is yeah the anchor sure. in St. James John's yeah. St. Yeah, Thomas. Basically. So you do this movie, you get home and, and this movie ends up, you know,
1: it bombed. Yeah. It bombed. I, I mean, yeah. right. Yeah. I but think did so. Did you
0: expect it? Um, you gotta go through the most. You
1: know, I, I rarely uh, try and think about that. I mean, who knows? Who knows? You know, any, any job I do, especially, uh, you know, a, a pilot for a TV show, you know, that you think this is it. This is the one that's going to fly in it tanks. <laughs> or, you know, you do something just, you know, for a paycheck. And it's like, and this is going to be on forever. What the hell happened?
0: <laughs> but now you're talking about something that is that is very, very interesting, which is the first huge climate change in our business. Which is that at that point you were doing film and TV was not it wasn't like you did film and TV you know this right, right. This was, it was a, either or, a yeah. divide, right? Right. There so,
1: were a few people. There were the Michael J. Foxes. There were right. Who were, maybe him? Maybe but, it was Michael J. I feel Fox. Like that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah the, 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 the one time, person. Yeah. At the, the, Michael, the time, if, I think it's called Michael J. Fox Eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just one of them. Just yeah. <laughs> one. <laughs> that's it. Um, that's and it. God, I remember when Michael was doing both. Yeah, you guys The TV show. I haven't seen him in years. Used to be. Ah, uh, just adore him. Um, he was doing both Family Ties and Back to the Future because he replaced Eric Stoltz. Stoltz. They shot months of footage, and then they said, "You've got to have this part." So I remember seeing him, and and he was not sleeping. I mean, he would shoot you know the TV show all day, That's and funny. then the movie all night. And um, but uh, wow, what a what a what a workload and what a talent. But yes, you're right. You, He's if the only you, one who's doing yeah, it. Yeah, if you were lucky enough to get gigs in the movies, you kind of stayed in the movies. And then, if you did a TV show that you know became successful, then that was it. You sort of stayed in TV. Right. Um, now it's it's there's there's no wall. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's transparent. I mean, all the huge you know movie stars are are doing you know various streamers i don't have to tell you that oh yeah vice versa it's just
0: it's there's no divide anymore at all though the reason i bring it up is at this point you've been you know had the luxury of doing film
1: yeah i did some tv that nobody ever heard of but yeah Mm.
0: Yeah. well that's back in the early on like that's okay but once people know who you are (laughs) once you start
1: doing some yeah they started knowing you so yeah i was i was a a, a movie and theater theater guy
0: guy. right so what you know, in your life, so now you're starting to see like this movie unfortunately bombs, right? And now do does the landscape start to change and at, at a point in your life, are you like, okay, I have to start looking at TV because I remember there were some things that were offered to you that you just <laughs> turned down. What would that
1: be? Well, um, I, why don't you tell me? <laughs> yeah, I, um, let's see, how do I begin this? Uh, around that time, I think it was literally around that time, Uh, I, I, I I was sort of sought after to do TV stuff and, uh, some friends of mine, I know earlier in this podcast, I had mentioned Jason Alexander. Uh, he, to this day is still incredibly tight with, uh, Marta Kaufman Mm -hmm. and, uh, David Crane. And I remember when we were doing Broadway Bound, Jason would often have poker nights and game nights, and and they would be there. Uh, They they all did an off-Broadway play together and whenever it was, the mid-'80s. Anyway, Mm -hmm. I I became fans, as a lot of people became fans, of a TV show on HBO called Dream On. Uh, Brian Ben-Ben? Brian Ben-Ben. A wonderful show. You ever see it, Jason? Oh, yeah. I mean, one of my favorites. At the time was... You know, everything, that, yeah, everything that, uh, you know, Curb Your Enthusiasm became everything that, yes. that that, you know, people who look down at TV were like, this is amazing. Right. So they did this show in New York for a handful of years and they came out to L.A. Oh, that was
0: Marta Kaufman. Yeah. Yeah. King. yeah. That was oh, the first. You know, I yeah. love learning that. Did yeah. you know that? No, I didn't. That know was their that. first yeah, show. That was their first show. Oh, Kevin that's Brian. genius. Yeah. yeah. Right. So fucking interesting.
1: So they were brought out to L.A., a town they, you know, never really spent much time in. And they wrote <laughs> a pilot. And the pilot was really, really smart. And like Dream on, it was a one-camera half-hour show about these six friends. <laughs> um, and these six friends were all married up. It was three couples. And it that was the original. That version. was the original version. It was called Couples. And uh, um, I had asked, been asked to go in and meet with them. And I remember meeting with them and we're just kind of giggling, saying, I mean, oh, this is so weird, you know. <laughs> you guys, we used to, like, have poker nights together and now you're, like, these big TV producers and and I don't know if I'm ready to, like, commit to a TV show. I just...
0: But they're, just to be clear, though, they're offering you... A... I had
1: to read for it. I, I had to uh, network test for it. I had to sign a test deal. And did you? And I did. So you I, signed I, a test I, deal. Very, I don't want to say reluctantly because the material was so good. But, like we were just saying, it mm-hmm. meant... Okay, I'm probably if if this goes well, if this lasts like Dream On for five years, I this is all I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be do, I'm, this is probably all I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. I'm probably just going to be this person, a TV person, right,
0: and probably um, on this show.
1: This show, or you know, if it goes well, whatever other shows might still right. want me. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't <laughs> it, true. it wasn't the material. The material was terrific, uh, but uh, but yeah, they they. Uh, We signed a deal, a test deal. And for those of you who don't know what the hell I'm talking about, uh, Mm -hmm. oftentimes, way too often, uh, they put actors through the uh, ringer. Um, When you're auditioning for a gig in in, in TV pilot season and you are chosen by the creators uh, and producers uh, as one of their final choices, they don't just... Negotiate with you and say, "Okay, here's you know, well, okay, you got a deal, let's do it." They they make you sign a seven-year contract uh, before your final test. Uh, this this network test, which oftentimes is uh, at a, a big uh, network uh, at a at a theater in front of dozens, maybe hundreds of people. Sometimes it's filmed, and it's so nerve-wracking because you're basically going to war against two or three colleagues of yours for who, the you same know, role. are become like you know your your competitors for this role and it's a long process sometimes it's an hour sometimes it's five hours and you mix and you match and you do this this horrible thing and you don't even know if you're going to get the part um, but you know somebody in the room probably <laughs> is and three or four they years. narrowed it down to three people myself mm-hmm. john crier Mm-hmm. Poor John. Mm-hmm. he He's doing fine <laughs> yeah, now. Don't now. Don't worry about it John. It all worked Pierre. out for John. <laughs> and one of my oldest friends from high school, David Schwimmer.
0: And let's just be clear, what is the name of this role?
1: Um, It's not what you're thinking. It, okay. It's not the same name. It's uh, not it, the same uh, name. Why I have just remembered this, I haven't thought about it in 20 years, the, the character's name was Jamie.
0: Not Ross Not Not Ross Geller. But it was Jamie. Jamie. And you, Schwimm, and Cryer. Right. Who... <laughs> It's fucking fantastic. Yeah. I mean, how are you and Schwimm dealing <laughs> like, this? I mean, We're laughing. We're I joking. We're like, it's so funny. at
1: that at the point, you know, at that point Schwimm had done well, he has his theater company, which he still has Looking in Chicago. Nice. He's a brilliant actor. Oh, yeah. He's always been a brilliant actor, but he's got his theater company. He comes to LA, you know, to make a dollar or two. He's still waiting tables at the Daily Grill restaurant and and uh, uh you know, he's testing for this thing. It's great. Um, oh, he had done The Wonder Years. He had done The Wonder right. Years. He did uh, the NYPD Blue. Blossom. And uh, he did this Henry Winkler show, which didn't last for very... Blossom. He was getting He was in that like, rotation. Yeah. Right. Um, and, uh, this, is,
0: this is not small.
1: It's not small. And uh, um, the wife of this character had just been cast, and it was Helen Slater, who... Um, Superwoman. Superwoman, yeah. who... I didn't have much dating experience at this time, but she was a girlfriend of mine for like six months. I mean, she was probably at the time my most serious girlfriend, and now my most serious ex-girlfriend, and uh, and that was odd. But we thankfully ended that relationship as friends. And uh, as a matter of fact, I think at the time we were already we were doing a movie together. We were doing this uh, this TV movie of the week with Martin Lando, um, also playing boyfriend and girlfriend, I not see. me and Martin. No, but no, me, no. Me and I... Helen. <laughs> And uh, anyway, That'd so I got the part. Uh, uh, so Helen and I were one couple. Megan Mullally was another uh, actress in the show, you know, from mm-hmm. Will and Gray. She's done some good things, too. Oh, she's great. She's brilliant. She's so um, Did uh, she have
0: that voice then, too? Was she using that voice? She was not using that voice. Right, so that
1: is just the character. It's great. I love so it. So <laughs> we do this thing. It's so fun. It's so funny. It's so well made. And who directs and, it? Was it- um, uh, Betty Thomas. Betty Thomas. Who... She's Betty Thomas. Hill Street Blues, yeah, and, she's and you know,
0: a movie. Of, oh, there was anything. no
1: reason why the show the show wouldn't go forward. I didn't even know that sometimes pilots don't get picked up i just assumed at that point it's like oh this is a really good show and look at this this group and it's great and when we start shooting right (laughs) and uh so i remember we all got together (laughs) at uh, marta's offices at warner brothers and we're watching it and and uh, uh, les moonves was the head of warner brothers back then and and uh uh, everyone was just so excited about it and they didn't pick it up (laughs) that was it it's (laughs) over i'm crushed and i'm like what the just happened right. right um and that was the end of that and I thought you know what maybe this is god's way of saying don't do tv mm-hmm. you know don't do tv so i was like okay i won't do tv <laughs> and uh, i go do a movie that i love doing so much cuz it's a baseball movie it's a movie for castle rock this is uh, not stealing home this is not stealing home this is a Which movie is called little big league I'm yes. like number 12 on the call sheet. And I'm not an movie, important though. character. Have you, not, but, have you seen
0: it? Oh, yeah. I fucking love it. <laughs> but uh, it's it's a story it's so
1: about uh, Jason Robards, rest his soul, owns the Minnesota Twins, and he passes away in the movie, and he doesn't have a, a son to take over, but he does have in his will, he was going to leave the, the team when he eventually dies to his grandson who's only nine or 10 years old. <laughs> so all of a sudden this kid is the new owner of the team. Yep. Uh, but I'm playing a player. I'm playing a major league baseball pitcher. I'm a relief pitcher in the, which is a dream come a true. Dream for you. job. It's not I only... wanted when you started yeah. in junior high, not, like, I yeah. finally made not it. Not only do I get to play <laughs> a baseball player and put on the uniform and the cleats and, and the director, Andy Scheinman, who was one of the partners of castle rock. Um, I think it's his, so he's only pretty movie. poor right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's We're got starting no a fun money. For him. Yeah. Um, let me know but the he Kickstarter. He is a giant baseball fan and he wanted to make this as even though the film is ridiculous in the sense that it's about a kid, you know, owning and managing a baseball happened. team. But, but
0: he grounded. wanted all
1: the players to actually have baseball in their, you know, DNA. And he wanted to hire actual baseball players to play themselves. So uh, Ken Griffey Jr. and uh, Randy Johnson. And every day it was some Mm. all-star coming to play themselves. And I would be pitching to them. Not only was I the relief pitcher, I was the comic relief pitcher. They they gave me all the funny lines. And they, they let me... You know, makeup stuff, and so I, How I didn't was have. I wasn't pitching to
0: these guys. I mean, great. would you get it? Like, are you, are you getting First over of all, the plate? Terrified. Is it like, I, I, I could, could do. I could. It. I, could not the, do it at the
1: time. I mean, I was only you know twenty something. I could I could still move and, and play, and and the only reason I got that job was Billy Crystal had done all these Castle Rock movies, uh, Harry Matali, and, and and everything else, and and he was you know uh, Rob Reiner's best friend, and and therefore one of Andy Shyman's closest friends, and Andy said, Billy, do you know any actors who are good at playing baseball. Um, I mean, I have plenty of baseball players trying to act, but I want to sprinkle in some actual actors who could play. And Billy mentioned a few people, Tim Busfield, whose name comes back again, um, and John Silverman. And actually, Billy, when he tells me this story later, and uh, I just He's saw him again about a year guy, ago, huh? he still told me the same He's wow. great. He said, to tell you the truth, I don't know if Johnny could act. I've never seen him act. <laughs> <laughs> but he can play baseball. He's a really good baseball player. So that's how I got that job. And I remember finally getting coming... By the way,
0: that's high praise as a baseball player yeah. from him. Because yeah. he's a baseball fanatic. He's huge. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know-
1: and, and and a great, great athlete. Ended and, up you uh, could act. And such a sweet man. I don't know about that. Yeah, it happened. But I came it home from filming out. that movie. We shot it in, in Minnesota. And...
0: Yeah, it's warm there.
2: Oh,
1: God. It was a domed uh, uh, stadium at the time, so yeah. that was nice. The the, the new uh, Twins stadium is not, so I'm I'm very grateful that that we were all indoors because yeah, it was snowing a lot, and, right. and they they even sent us to Fenway Park in Boston and, um, Comiskey in Chicago, and it was snowing. We had to like. Get rid of the snow on the field. If I came uh, to, to
0: you tomorrow and I said, I'm going to take you to Fenway and Kaminsky and all these, like Ken Griffey Jr., and all these people going to come, it's only going to cost you $750,000, but you get to pitch to them, you're going to travel, yeah. we're going to create a, Would you pay it?
1: Uh, no, I wouldn't pay $750,000, but, might, but, but I would say, I've already 200. done it, and I, they paid me. <laughs> but that's my point, um, is that yeah, this is it's, insane. A, it's, a, it's a dream. It was a dream insane. gig, and I only had to work like one or two days a week. It was so much fun. Okay. And, yeah, it was so, so much fun. So why do you want to go to TV so at this point? You come back from I come Minnesota, you in L.A., like, and my movie. Uh, manager, he was my manager, my agent, my manager, but at that time he was my manager. Who's this? Uh, his name is Irwin Moore. Irwin uh, Moore. Mensch, a Moore lovely, Metavoy. Lovely, more Metavoy, yeah, yes. Yeah. And now he's back with More Metavoy. And he
0: used to be huge William Morris. Yeah, so
1: he went from More Metavoy to William Morris and then he went to another agency, now he's back. I have to
0: stop for one second. The reason that I'm a writer is I wrote something that was like a five-page thing, and I I wrote it after I did an oxygen therapy thing, and I was like up all night, and it was the original thing for this thing, Murder, Inc., that I wrote. I gave it to Johnny. I don't like to tell stories about myself, but this is about Johnny. I gave it to Johnny, and within two days or three days, he had given it to To said agent, to Erwin Moore, who read it, and said, I fucking love this. And he gave it to Bob Saget, which is how I met Bob, was through Johnny. And Bob and I wrote this movie that ended up being, you know, Shoot the Messenger that Bob was going to direct. That's the first thing mm. I really did as a writer ever. Because he gave a five page, what I thought was a, you know, what, a diatribe or something? Like that, yeah. I was like, uh, to Erwin to Moore, who obviously is fucking really just, he saw talent. Because, you know, look, look at you. Me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but really, yeah, this guy right. is. And thanks lovely, for that, by the way. Uh, pff, please. I, just, that I mean I a have, good one.
1: Hey, your dear friend, but I wouldn't have handed it to anyone if it wasn't great. So it was great. So why, why not?
0: Okay. Well, thank yeah, you. But Erwin yeah. is a, a key player, an old school guy. Old school guy, lovely guy. To and home. he says,
1: "So Johnny, um, <laughs> you know Castle Rock, the studio that just made this movie, wants to have a meeting with you." And I said, "What? Did I do something wrong? Did did they hate what I <laughs> did in the go dailies? Right to that? Why? Why I'm being summoned <laughs> to the principal's office?" <laughs> and um, <laughs> so uh, I said, "Okay," and I'm thinking. A, they really hate me and they don't know what to say. They're going to cut me out of the movie and they want to. They have the the, the class to tell me in person. Or B, maybe they want me to do another movie or I don't know. Why was that B? I don't know. <laughs> I want that to be I, A. And I want kid. B to
0: be like, oh, maybe they just want to give me some extra money. So
1: I take the meeting and. Is Reiner in the meeting? uh, No, uh, Glenn Padnick. There were Uh five partners of Castle Rock, which, you know, sadly, uh, they sold for billions of dollars and it's no longer (laughs) around. There were five partners. Glenn Padnick was one of them, and they just made their first foray into television with a little tiny show called Seinfeld.
0: With Jason Alexander. With Jason (laughs) (laughs) Alexander. It's like like this tiny little microcosm of life. Go on.
1: And they said, we've been watching the dailies, and there's something that we feel you have to carry a show, a TV show. Are you willing to do TV? And I was like, well, I don't want to tell you. I just did a pilot that didn't get picked up, so maybe I'm cursed. Um, are you sure you want me to do TV? They said, it could be anything you want. We've got a bunch of people, you know, under contract, uh, both here and uh, at that, uh, wherever their deal was. I guess it was NBC. That's how you um, start
0: a fucking company.
1: Right? You know yeah, I mean? Like, oh, it's and you, 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 you. Right shit for us. I don't know what it was in. Maybe the second season? third. It was a hit at yeah. this point. And... Part of their renegotiation was they, Castle Rock, not owned, but has claim to the time slot either just before Seinfeld or right after Seinfeld. That
0: was contractual? That
1: was contractual. Wow. Yeah. So they said, we don't know what the show is. You could create it. You could make it. You could pick the guy or the gal to be the showrunner, but we'd like you to do it. And so I left the meeting going, "What the fuck am I supposed to do? That sounds so great." I was expecting them and, to fire again. Yeah, me. Irwin worked out a deal because I I, I I began to learn about television and how sometimes it just doesn't work, and what <laughs> happens if I say yes, and you know it's a long process of. Uh, uh, coming up with uh, uh, someone to write the show and creating it and writing it and selling it and pitching it and casting it and shooting it and maybe it gets picked yeah. up. You know, it could be, it could be oh, years. Yeah. horrible. So I said, just to protect myself, uh, I don't want to spend the next chunk of my life putting all my... Eggs into this one basket. So, Irwin worked out a deal with Castle Rock that whatever they were going to pay me, that's not important. I don't want right. to come up no, with a figure. No, but they were going to pay me a chunk of money. They're
0: going to pay you to do yeah. this thing. Right. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. And
1: should the show work? Should the show actually go forward and become something we're going to shoot, even just as a pilot, uh, I will get a portion of that money. Uh, if the show gets picked up, I will continue to get paid a handful of more episodes till that money is drained. And then I'll, I'll start, you know, receiving paychecks again. But if nothing ever happens, that money turns into a movie deal. And I can do movies for Castle Rock. They've already paid me, so they'll just throw me into this movie or possibly throw me into that movie. So I figured it was a no-lose yeah. Scenario. The rollover. Um, and uh, anyway, at, as this is happening, Mark <laughs> and mm-hmm. David Crane are basically revamping the show, Couples. And uh, they um, find a home at NBC, and NBC is thinking, wow, this couple show is really good. What we need to do is we need to put it in front of a live audience. Instead of a one camera, four camera, and instead of making them married, <laughs> let's make them all single friends so you know we could have them date and have some sexual, you know, uh, tension and all that. And at the time, the show, the script was called Six of One, and uh, they said okay, it's terrible back. title, yeah, terrible. And I mean, don't take it from me, Friends is one of the funniest shows ever made, I could still watch an episode shot 20 years ago and enjoy the hell out of it. So far ahead of its time. This script sucked. This script (laughs) was not good. Uh, (laughs) Magic somehow happened. And, and I mean, if you ever watched the very first episode, Mm -hmm. the pilot episode where Jennifer Aniston's in her wedding gown. Yeah. where she
0: runs into the coffee shop. It's,
1: it's, it's okay. It's not even comparable. It's not must see TV. It's not must see TV. It's not even comparable to what they did later. Um, but at the time, I really wasn't available to do anything. I'd have to like say no to this pretty sweet deal that Castle Rock is, is offering me. Um, so I remember talking to Schwimmer about it because they're approaching him because they remembered him from the screen test last year. And he's like, yeah, this script is really bad. Um, but, Johnny, I'm giving up on LA. I'm not. I, I'm tired of this. I'm That's tired, a set. Yeah, I'm tired of this. I'm uh, If I do this pilot, I'm gonna take my however many thousands of dollars they're gonna give me, probably not that much, um, it wasn't the you know million right. that he got in season or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm moving back to Chicago full time and I'm done with L.A. I'm just going to focus on theater. Like and looking I'm glass. Done. And the I'm done. Line, right. Yeah. No, he's and uh, that's what his thought process was going into this pilot. I mean, and are
0: you going into it at the same time? Like, is, are you, uh, is it the same role? I mean, like, what's. No, like, no. What's, I mean, they, know,
1: they, 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 they made some major, major right, they're changes. they're mixing and matching. So they, they, they want you and they
0: want swim no, no,
1: no. That was would have been the same role. That That's would have been the same role. Yeah. Yeah. So Sorry. you guys were the same I thought you meant is the same exact role from the no, no, no. The, the previous pilot. No. No, no. no, no. In
0: 6 of 1, they were saying you be the Ross character. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that was an
1: offer. I don't know if it was an offer, but it That's, was pretty close. Feels like whatever it was. whatever it was at those times. It was it was certainly and are you interested in doing this? Right. Uh and I said no. <laughs> Going to pass on that. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to no, be No, how that. Are you going to know? How are you going to know? I mean. So in the meantime, um, they they uh, Castle Rock hooked me up with the very first writer that they had um, on their roster, uh, who was and still is married to Julie Louis Dreyfus. Uh, his name is Brad right. Hall. Uh, who was a regular on Saturday Night Live when Julia was? That's how, you know, they were first together.
0: And may I ask, I, look this up, would you, Jason? I, I believe he was one of the first guys to have that multi million, like a 55, or a, you know, my, like J.J. Abrams was 55 million yeah. to do inflation, yeah. but Brad Hall Brad had did, that deal at great. CBS, yeah. right? Like Brad coming off of Saturday Night Live.
1: Um, not that, but coming off the, strangely enough, the show that we ended up doing, The Single Guy, uh, when that got canceled, uh, CBS signed him to this. Sweetheart, it was deal.
0: after that yeah. that he signed yeah. that deal. So, so you're coming, he, he's one of the writers that Castle so he's, Rock has, yeah. He's already signed a deal.
1: We got together and um, um, kind of decided to rip off the Sondheim musical company where uh, everybody in this guy's life is married and they're all trying to marry him to anybody, right. At the time, it was like the because we came up with a couple of different uh, thoughts and ideas, but this one was the one about the the, the guy who's not married, the single guy. No, mm-hmm.
0: um, <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah. And wait, and now it I'm, gonna, wait I'm gonna stop. You. It just kind
1: of stayed. That title never left. Well, I'm like, oh god.
0: That's. But wait, because you turn down this, you know. I just want to say, you turn down. You don't know what it is. You know, six of one. They go and they make it. They cast everybody. They cast, and it becomes friends. In the meantime, so now it's friends, right? It is popular and it's it's on, and they're making dolls of Schwarmer because I remember that. That was the first time I was like, oh shit, you're really famous. Blow up dolls. Yeah, Yeah, like you're. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Those (laughs) they're still making, (laughs) actually. I mean, are they? I don't don't know know if you can get them. So, anyway. Etsy
1: probably has some special order ones you can get. (laughs) (laughs) Etsy has everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Etsy really does. All right, wait. So. It's on the air. It's a hit. In all this time, you're still developing with bread. Like, yeah, you know, that's how long it takes. So what you were sure. talking about earlier,
1: I even did a guest spot on Friends in the meantime. In the meantime, yeah, just because, you know, Marta said, so we know you didn't do this, but will you come and play with us? And I'm like, yeah, of course. And right. I did the episode where Schwimmer's baby he had with his lesbian wife ex-wife, ex-wife. Uh, is born, and I'm the doctor, uh, and and Jennifer Aniston's character and I, uh, Rachel and I, have this flirty relationship, and then and then all the I was dating a, a girl that you introduced me to for many years, but I was dating this girl at the time. <laughs> I take and, no liability. Uh, the National Enquirer suddenly had this big story on me and Jennifer Aniston being a couple mm. and at the time she was dating my friend tate donovan um, and he left sandy bullock for oh, jennifer Aniston, yeah yeah who he ended up on the show yeah that's right yep. um, yeah um and i jennifer knew i was in a long-term serious relationship so it was, it was i just remember saying so are you aware that we're going out yeah, uh, dating we're right now, now dating right um sorry i don't know no no it's okay so in. you
0: do well you your guests are on the show all of this is taking place the show goes right. gets picked up Right? They shoot the pilot it gets picked up and you're you know you're on it now at least a season and a half in and you're still developing your're a deal a castle rock.
1: Uh, well no at this point at this point we're already we, we got the green light to shoot the pilot. And uh, when I'm uh, when I'm doing my guest spot on Friends, I think I Second think that was season. the final episode of the first season. Oh, okay. We're we're already casting the other roles. You see, I did it, Jason.
0: Second season, right? He's mm-hmm. like final episode of the first season, right? Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, so I knew
1: I knew we were uh, going to at least shoot this pilot. And uh, we shot this pilot, a wonderful cast, a wonderful experience, and it got picked up. And,
0: and you know it's going to be on...
1: I, I don't know anything. Well, wait, I mean, the Castle Rock deal. Yeah, but still, they, you could, didn't they could say, this sucks, yeah, let's, let's do right. this show about you know this guy's hair piece <laughs> instead. They could have. So, uh, yeah. so, so uh, uh, the show gets picked up and it's on. After Friends. The single guy. We, say, we share an hour of television, Friends and then the single guy. And then you? Schwimmer came and did an episode, I think like the third episode of, uh, of The Single Guy. Yeah, yeah, which it's, really helped the like ratings. It's
0: like Schwimmer in that, in that must-see TV hour. It's Schwim, it's you, and Jason Alexander. Uh-huh.
1: I mean, it's like, and oh. Then, uh, and then it was uh, Leah Thompson's show after that, uh, oh, Caroline I in the that. City. remember that, Caroline in the City. Yeah, and Leah was a friend as well And the- I think I did an episode. They would always make us do the, yeah, the cross promote. So me and Matthew Perry did an episode of Caroline in the City. I think I don't know. The only one that wasn't playing was uh, was Jerry was was Seinfeld. He's like, we're not doing that. I'm not doing any of <laughs> that. We're not doing any <laughs> yeah. of that. We're just we, doing this. We don't watch anything else. We're only making this, yeah. and that's it. <laughs>
0: yeah, listen, <laughs> no, one's arguing, right? yeah. no one's arguing, right? No one's arguing with them. And then now you're in TV. So you made the jump.
1: Now I'm very much in TV. You're there. And that was it.
0: And yeah. you and Schwim are sharing this, this, uh, you know. And, and anyway, now,
1: how long does the show go for? Two seasons. Two seasons. Just two. And that was plenty. That was plenty. Uh, it turned out to not be the most fun experience. The making of the pilot kind of was. hmm uh, I didn't realize how hard it was to be... I still don't realize how hard it is to be the number one of a, of a live audience sitcom uh, for 22 episodes a year. It's... Uh, What's so hard about
0: it? Because I think everybody would laugh at that. So really, you, but I, 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 I want to hear because I agree.
1: Making The, the, the making of a, of a pilot episode, as we just talked about, could take months or years. You have so much time to work on it, to create it, to cast it, to edit it, um, to fix it. Uh, but then you're in if the mm-hmm. show gets picked up uh, then you have to make episode 2 to 22 in a 6 month period and that's 60 pages of dialogue a week f- to just to create those 22 minutes of uh, of actual television um, which doesn't seem like it would be that hard but man it was hard but we went in you know with with the you know a fresh coat of paint and we're going for it and then i just felt by say the third or fourth episode like we're fucked. This is not working. Um, A lot of people are unhappy. A lot of people are yelling at us all the time. Uh, Nervous (laughs) breakdowns are are happening. Um, Everyone's looking at the numbers. And uh, who knew what the numbers meant? Because at the time, Friends was a big success. Nobody knew that it was going to turn into this phenomenon. and people at the network were upset that we were only hanging on to whatever it was 96 or 97 percent of the friends audience they said why aren't you hanging on to 100 percent right uh you're dipping you're dipping you're dipping and we're like sorry we're doing everything we can we're okay they're a phenomenon and we're trying right um and and you know just the pressure and then they fired brad hall he created the show they fired him and uh it, it was just, it was all a nightmare it was all just one crazy nightmare they 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 recast. Two phenomenal actors. Uh, Jessica Hecht, who has since gone on to, yeah. I don't know how many Tony Awards she's won by this point. Um, and she's in every third movie. Uh, Mark Moses, who's in every fourth television show. They said, the problem is these two. These two are the problem. Yeah, they had and uh, so it was just, it, it was not going well. Um, and uh, and that was that. The show, uh, the show ended after 44 episodes, which uh, at that point it was like, just shoot us in the head, put us out of our misery. We were still like the number fifth ranked show um and then you know strangely enough any show that they put in that time slot after us you know, would hang on to 60% of the Friends audience <laughs> right. I can't tell you to this day how many NBC executives come up to me going oh sorry we never should have cancelled that show we Whoops. didn't know we didn't know Yeah, it's like it's fine it's I, fine I probably would have be a dead human right now so it's fine couldn't I, even have trudged yeah. through yeah. but
0: like I feel like they in that time slot after you guys left they put like couple another show called Couples in there I'm sure they I feel like they, they did the UK, that UK, the UK
1: remake, yep, remake. The
0: UK remake right Coupling. Yes. With Coupling. That beautiful yeah. brunette. That. I remember I they, put, like, Why she, you uh, they put. They put.
1: They put a bunch of things. Uh, they put a show called Boston Common. Oh they yeah, David Kelly. With, uh, I think with Breckin Meyer about a sports agent. Uh, I mean, they tried They tried so many things.
0: I um, think Aaron Sorkin had a show in there. No, uh, Sports Night was Josh Charles.
1: Was that on After Friends? I it's feel website. like it, I, wow. You know what? I, mean, I that don't was want to mistake. It might show. be a different network. It might yeah, even that be a that show. Should that have lasted show is 10 years. That was a Great show.
0: So now here's what I'm interested in at this point because you made the dive into TV. You are submerged in TV. You are on every you know paper and magazine and TV guide. I mean, I know there's that shot of you and Schwim pointing at each mm-hmm. other. And it's like you know the shot you. Put, oh yeah, this oh, one. Right? Yeah. Oh, and God. it's like yeah. That shot. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Who's the hottest? Christ.
1: Who's the hottest? It's the, that was TV It's the guy. user poll one. Who's that's the hottest? Just humiliating. But it's
0: not. That was the only thing we had. There's yeah. no fucking like the internet yeah, is it's like true. brand new. They, this was this a, one with your um,
1: sideburns is much that's better. That's an awesome sure. shot, though. Come on.
0: So, what are you thinking? Because where are you at in I'm life? I'm thinking. You I mean, got some money.
1: I think I'm exhausted, and thankfully I've got some money. I think for the first time I banked enough money where it's like I, I don't have to work. I don't. I don't even feel like I have to work. I still, to this day, in my fifties, I love to work. I turn down work, but I'll sometimes do jobs for free just because I love. I love to. I love to do it. Yeah. Um, but at the time, it's like if I'm going to take a, a couple of years off, uh, that's fine with me. I. 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 It left such a bad taste in my mouth for doing television that I knew I didn't want to do TV for a while. Um, it would have to be a really special show. Uh, or, opportunity for a show for me to go back to TV. And I was offered a lot of TV at that point. Um, uh, I, why, I don't know. But uh, a number of people. What do you mean, I, mean, you I
0: don't know? <laughs> you were the star of I a, guess, you know, I a guess. TV but line of a TV show. I just couldn't do it. Friends. I remember, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, you know, Les Moonves, uh, everybody was asking me to come to their place and, and make a new TV show. And I'm like, I just need to not do TV for a little bit. You know, if, if you're kind enough to remember this offer in a few years but right now i i can i can't i will be i will be not i won't be able to deliver the goods but which
0: they were right or as abc was kind enough to remember the offer right I, I, they they certainly Many time, did like, yeah you know yeah. so you no, did a have an emergency with the cat yeah i mean did. that was that was years later but yes, uh, this is what but I mean. yeah i
1: remember Les Moonves was so kind to me it's like every pilot season i was on his good list of people he he seemed to have well, he had a lot of lists, I guess.
0: I guess he Hard did.
1: Um, but he seemed to have a list of actors who he just loved and who he felt he could put in anything. And most of them would get canceled right away. But Joe Montaigne was on that list. Every year, Joe Montagna would do a new show for less. And then, you know, he finally, Criminal Minds, yep. I guess, lasted 35 years. He gets one. Um, Joey Pants. He just had a list Mark of Harmon. people. I guess, yeah. yeah um, in yeah, I mean, right. Mark was off the grid. Yeah, he was in movie right, jail.
0: Right, And Les did that thing. He's right. like, oh, you're in movie jail? I'm going to make you a TV star.
1: So, yeah, and look at him. Yeah, no, it didn't, uh, it didn't And hurt. then uh, a number of years later, uh, um, he offered me a pilot that I thought was terrific. Um, it was by one of the showrunners of E.R., and it was a show, I mean, who cares? But, but it was it was a really good show, a really good cast. <laughs> I no, I mean, it, 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 it was a pilot, never got picked up. But that was the first one that I read and went, oh, I'd like to do this, I'd really like to do this. It was an ensemble in the vein of maybe like what This Is Us is now right. but at the time it really wasn't uh, uh, thought of that way it was uh it, it looked at the, uh, the economic classes of a, a particular section of the valley in, in the suburbs of los angeles and um there was a rich couple a middle class couple and a poor couple and uh, it had such a good cast uh, the isai morales and katie irby Catherine irby mm-hmm. um a couple other people who i just can't think of right now but Bob? it was good it was really yeah, it was mm-hmm. really really good and uh it didn't uh it didn't get picked up, but, but you're used was, to that. I'm used at to this that. Point. And then there was a few other series that I, I uh, pilots that I that I really thought were great and had a chance. So yeah, th- years later I, I jumped back into the TV game, but it wasn't until in case of emergency that I actually got one on the air. I, I would but joke that I, I was like took. a pilot killer. It's, uh, it, it's just like <laughs> Al Qaeda. Just you know, <laughs> who's killed more sad. pilots than Johnny Silverman? Um, <laughs> but really yeah, I probably funny. did, uh, you know. <laughs> Eight or nine in a row that didn't hmm. make it to series in case of emergency came around and it was a straight to series show. It was guaranteed to yeah. be on for six or seven episodes nobody happen? did never in those days never this was 2007 i think mm-hmm. 2006 and it was so good it was so right up my alley and it was uh, uh, a friend of mine who created it who ironically is the co-showrunner with marta kaufman on a great hbo series with uh, jane fonda and lily tomlin uh, oh the uh, netflix uh, series yeah, uh, grace uh, and yeah and frankie.
0: grace and frankie oh it's so good it's
1: so good uh, his name is howard morris mm. and howard was the creator of this uh, of this uh, Pilot plus 6 episodes John Favreau was the directing uh, producer and uh, <laughs> it was just so funny and interesting and I had to fight like hell to to get this part uh, Howard wanted me to do it he he said at the time you know I've always had your, uh, you in my mind. mind um and the network, this was ABC, um, and it was a new regime who I'd never met or worked with. And they're like, "No, not him, not not Silverman, anybody but Silverman." Who else you got? <laughs> really? And I'm like, oh, I guess I don't know. Who it is. They couldn't find anybody, and finally they went, "All right, he could, you know, do the network test," but still no. <laughs> um, and I guess it was it was good enough that they gave me the part. And sweet David Arquette, yeah, and Greg uh, Gurman, Kelly Hu.
0: Funny fucking show. Lori hey, Laughlin? Lori Laughlin. Yeah. Sweet Lori Laughlin. Mm, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And again, this is the thing. All of these circles are into. And, and let me ask you, Johnny. Now you're living, you know, up in your house and you're going through. You're <laughs> living going, in my you're house. Living sure. up in your house. You're eating food. Sure. Yeah. You know, you're ordering stuff. Sleeping. Yeah. You're watching sports. Are you happy? Oof. At this point? Because yeah. You,
1: I, I think I've always been. Happy. I mean, there's a there's a certain you know negative uh, neurotic uh, quality that I have that will never go away. Um, but yeah, I think I've always been happy. Okay. Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, I ask yeah. only because like know, with my career, you mean like not
0: just your career. I mean, like you've done everything. Your career at this point, you've done film, you've done TV, you've done stage. You know, you've been around all of these people. You know, you're in this kind of ever widening uh, array of stars, and now you know, you have enough money where it's like, you're working, you're okay. You're not gonna like, your life's okay. Right. You can take like a minute. Right. So with everything, because you weren't necessarily planning on doing any of this. You know, you started at the gate, you're just a kid walking into, you know, the Beverly Hills Middle School and taking some theater classes because maybe it's helping you get out of what's going on at home. Right. And now here you are 20 years later and you're sitting up at a very nice house on top of the hill there. And, you know, You've done it in TV, you've done it in film, and it's like, all right, so at this point now, I, I what I love is because I, I think when you open yourself up in life, you know, to whatever's going to happen, I, you end up meeting someone who's, yeah. who ends up, and was the last person in the world I, I would have thought you would end up with or she'd end up with, it, it, it's, and he meets his wife that he's still with, but it was at this, it was right around this kind You're of right. crossroads. You're right,
1: yeah. And the other relationship met, my wife is Jennifer Finnegan. Yeah, I was she's gonna amazing. say she's. If I had the met best. Jen, and we we joke about it, we we were at the same party that we met at. We were at that same party two years prior. Mm-hmm. If we had met two years prior, we probably wouldn't have had the right to you know mix and ingredients to to bond. The chemistry probably wouldn't have been there. But everything happens for a reason and. The two of us met when we did, and fell madly in love, and uh, were engaged within six months, and and now we're parents. Yeah, yeah.
0: and it is. I'm and going back to the yes.
1: insanity of uh, of of the the, the the little fish, you know, bowl that we all swim in, uh, uh, Matthew Perry from Friends mm-hmm. is the one who introduced my wife and I to each other.
0: And it's like, we're all living in an aquarium yeah. here with all the At, fish fucking yeah, each Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, basically. That's all. Yeah, yeah but fucking. they never fucked.
1: They never fucked. Oh, no, 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 not <laughs> they, them. They made out not once. Not them.
0: Oh, listen, who didn't make out with <laughs> But Matthew I will
1: Perry? say, uh, I, Matthew, I've known for a very long time. Uh, life has happened. We, I haven't seen him in years. Mm-hmm. But every July 4th, because it was a July 4th barbecue that Matthew and I attended, that he introduced uh, me to this uh, beautiful girl. Uh, every July 4th, I write him a quick text and I basically just say thank you. Um, uh, Oftentimes, I'll include, you know, a photo. Now, the last couple years, I include our baby pictures. You know, thank you, you did this and he always writes back something to the effect of best thing I've ever done, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: very sweet and it's like when you look at it now, because we've sat here for a while and we've talked about this landscape. Two days. Two days we've sat here. Hours. Yeah. And we talk, but it's fucking fascinating. We talk about this landscape now that you can look over and they're like, all right, this is now my life, like where from where you started. So where are you at now, mentally? You know, in in your career, what what is it that you're feeling and wanting
1: now, yeah. or now in our little story? Well, no, I, I want to know now. Now, yeah, um, I just want to know now. You know, I don't have to tell you this. Parenthood changes everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I I didn't become a, a dad until I was fifty or fifty one, and I never. Really thought um, I would even be a parent. Uh, I kind of thought I'd be a grandparent one day, but just being a parent, just it just wasn't in the immediate uh, equation. Um, but everything kind of became. Everything else really became meaningless. All my energy and 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 joy and happiness and exhaustion and fear and neuroses. Everything has gone into this amazing beautiful. little beautiful baby. Um, so. The, 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 the work stuff and, 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 and really all the other stuff uh, has has kind of been put on the back burner, uh, and that, that that holds true to uh, jobs that may or may come about. I, I was offered a, a movie that would have shot in Portland like next week, um, and they're very sweet, and they kept coming back and coming back, and I said, guys, this is just, I can't do this now. Just don't want to go away. I, I kind of can't go away because I, I promised that particular time for Jen to do this job that she's already committed to, I, we can't do it. So how do
0: you do that? Do you guys block off, you know, like, okay, you're going to work now, hon, and or maybe I'll do this show? Like how, cause she's, Basically, she yeah. She's on something now. Yeah, right? she's right.
1: taken a, a bunch of time off, strangely enough. But she was on the FX show. That oh, was Oh, of that back. show, that was fun. Right? Um, yeah, she, <laughs> she did three years of this show that shot in many foreign countries, mm. very far away, in very dangerous lands. And
0: you were running around with I her, I was right? running
1: around, uh, you know, trying to save her and get her off the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, but she survived. And strangely enough, this show, when it finally ended and she came home, I mean, she was living in bomb shelters because she literally wow. was in a, 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 a war, war zone, zone for, 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 for weeks until they evacuated in, in the middle of the night and sent them to the safety of Istanbul, Turkey. Oh, I actually um, remember that. Yeah, oh, I think yeah. we had we dinner talking, that yep. night, and I'm like, ah, I'm it, my phone, yeah. my <laughs> it wife. It was really scary. Um, when she finally came home after those three seasons, and we just looked at each other, we did more than look at each other, <laughs> we basically said, okay, if we're ever going to try and start a family, now is the time. Because um, I'm not getting any younger, you're not getting any younger, and we've realized that life is really short, and uh, uh Let's let's tr- let's try, and we tried once. We pulled the goalie basically <laughs> once, and this kid was like, "I'm coming." On. That's it. So yeah, we became parents, and uh, the, the the day she was offered a show, mm-hmm. uh, the day she had the meeting. Uh, for a show that she was offered and she thought well let me just meet the creators of the show they're very nice I've, I've always had to fight and claw for every job and she's had a tv show every year. year I've known oh yeah her. sometimes a third Started year sometimes daytime, a second year yeah. and has not stopped she's working. never stopped working she's all but she's had to fight literally for everything she's ever got which is the way it works but at a certain point it's like when when do I get my break where I don't have to go through this aggravation she got offered a show at a straight to serious thing that was going to shoot, mm. that did shoot in Toronto. She says, I can't do it. Um, I can't do it. I, prom- I I was away for three years. I promised my husband I'm only going to work if I'm going to work right. at town. home in LA and we're trying to have a baby. So, uh, but Jen, you've been offered this show. Look at all this, these opportunities and the money and it's, it's on the air. You don't yeah. have to even you think about it. Do it's anything. On the air. Just say yes. And she says, I'm not going to do it. I will meet with this husband and wife show running team because a, I've never learned anything, and B, maybe they'll write something for me in a year when I'm ready. Down the road. She goes to meet them. The very first thing they say to her is, oh, wait a minute. Is your husband Jonathan Sullivan? And she says, yeah, have you worked with Johnny? He says, no, we've never met him. His father, the rabbi, married us 25 years ago in Greenwich, Connecticut. And she oh. went, oh, I guess I'll do your fucking show now. <laughs> so she's driving back home. And, That's really uh, special. Uh, she tells me the story, and I'm like, oh, God, so I guess you're going to Toronto? <laughs> She says, yeah, and Johnny, I'm, like, late. Uh, um, will you go to Rite Aid and get a pregnancy test? And um, Was it Rite Aid? Yeah, it was yeah, probably Rite Aid. It yeah. wasn't good. the 99 cent only store. No, they're good, Rite Aid. Um, and bam, she was very pregnant but and she goes and says she was going to turn the show down because right. she's like you don't want your number one yeah. uh, in an action you know sci-fi kind of show <laughs> to be pregnant I've right. never been pregnant I don't know if I'm going to balloon I don't yeah. know if I'm going to be a mess yeah. and they discussed it and they are like we don't care we'll, I mean we care but you know right. we'll do whatever we have to do you know we'll, you'll sit behind a desk you'll, Wow. Um, so yeah she was uh, very pregnant the entire first season Let uh, let's of,
0: please tell in the show we're talking about oh sorry the show is called <laughs> Salvation Salvation
1: terrific show for CBS um, that really should have and they they had told her it was going to have a, a few more years but uh, there was a regime change at CBS. I don't know if you heard about yeah, it. Yeah I, um, I did. The uh, other so guy had to did, leave. Yeah. Yeah. So she did the first year and we kind of at that point it was a show about a, a meteor coming to hit the earth and she was the the press secretary for the White House. It was supposed to be a special event series, 10 episodes, right. it's over. And at the time, she's like, this is actually really good. I could be pregnant. No one will know. We'll mm-hmm. do this 10 episodes. I'll bank some money, and I'll take the next two years off and raise the kid. And uh, we have our baby. It's amazing. And I remember driving back. I still have the video on my phone. She's in the backseat with the baby. We just took the baby for her first where, doctor's where was appointment. Where the baby born? Um you Cedars? know, not at Cedars. Okay. <laughs> Supposed to be at Cedars, but when we were in Toronto, uh, Jen had a meeting, I guess it's the twenty week when you're pregnant. The twenty week it's like the last the last test that a pregnant woman could go through to see if there's, God forbid, anything wrong. Right. And it's the last Opportunity to see if anything yeah, is God wrong. God forbid. Yeah. And it was a very important, she actually got it in her contract on whatever the day was, uh, you know, July 15th, whatever the day was, right. it was March 30th. I, I don't know the date. She gets the Monday or the Friday off so she could have this doctor's appointment. We fly back to LA. We go see this doctor who was her new uh, OB, mm-hmm. uh, just a sweet at the time, a sweet woman who she didn't really know very well, but she's like, I got this, don't worry. And there was just something about this uh, doctor's appointment. The meeting was just not good. And uh, maybe she had a rough morning and she was very uh, uh, not so friendly. Mm. And she made Jen cry. Um, She's like looking through the paperwork. Uh, We had already told her it's a girl. And she's looking through the paperwork and she says, so you do know if it's a boy, uh, have you discussed the circumcision? It was like everything that could go wrong was going wrong in this meeting. And she finally just left. And Jen's like, crying. And I'm like, Jen, I don't know what we're going to do, but you never have to see that woman again. We will find you another doctor. I think it would be one of the other thousand doctors at Cedars. Easy, Um, And uh, uh, we have to get back home in order to catch her flight back to Toronto. And three people had uh, called us or she had called and she was telling this uh, sad story too. And they said, I've got the best doctor for you. Um, I'll call her right now. I've got the best doctor for you. I've got the best (laughs) doctor. It was all the same. Same doctor, Mm. and she was amazing. She saw us at 6 o'clock at night before the red-eye flight back to Toronto, and she was perfect, and she still is perfect, and the only drawback was... She's at St. John's in Santa Monica. Oh, yeah. It's a bit of a and, ride. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit and of a we, fucking We, we live a far ways away. But, uh, yeah. So, long story short, the baby was born at a hospital with crosses all over the place, St. John's, which is an amazing hospital. And, uh, oh, St.
0: John's one of the best. Amazing. By far. Their children's amazing. hospital, too. Unbelievable. Terrific. By the way, donate to their children's hospital mm-hmm. if you want, because St. John's is doing great work. Terrific. So, all right. You have your lovely... Yeah. I'm not going to say your baby. Yeah. <laughs> and now... Let's get back to that question though, because I'm interested. So yeah. now she says, "All right, that show's over. Do you make a decision? Like it's like, all right, I'm going to work now, or I'm going to work now?" And, and like, because you're both, you know, yeah, working. and yeah. Eventually, you wanna you wanna do something. So, sure. Hey, stay home. So sure. Do you have a discussion? Is uh, it? A- we
1: always have a discussion whenever a particular gig comes up. Um, I I have only worked in pieces since the baby was born. I, I I guess I recurred on a couple of shows. You're doing a Shonda uh, Rhimes
0: show now, right? Uh, yeah,
1: just, just you know. Yeah, but whatever, it's, it's happening. I was grateful to do it. Um, but yeah, I think I did another Shonda Rhimes show, like, right after the baby was born. But we knew it would only be, you know, X amount of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, this I was recurring on a Netflix show, but we knew that was five episodes. Uh, so it's not like the commitment was that um, uh, demanding, um, and I would always try to get as much notice as possible on uh, the times and dates, right. so we could get some sort of you know help. And now the baby is really not a baby anymore; she's a toddler. Mm-hmm. She's two and a half years old, and she's in preschool three days a week. Um, so fast, man! It's so fast. It really is. So now we kind of have to think about: oh, she's already kind of set in yeah. school. What do we do when one of us gets a job far away? And the second season of salvation. Um, mm-hmm. Which sorry, I was I was about to tell the story. We were driving Please. back from the doctor's office when the baby was five days old. She gets the call: the show is picked up for a second season, right. and we're like, dun, 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 "What dun. are you talking about? It was, it was a limited, a one and done. That yeah, was, was so series. great. They want to make another season." <laughs> Jen's like, "I can't do this," no. and they basically said, "What can we do to make it easier for you?" And they said, "Well, can we not go to Toronto? <laughs> That's far." They said we could do Vancouver. And she said, "Okay, I can make Vancouver happen. It's you know, a two and a half hour flight. At least it's the same time zone. We could figure that out. You know, Johnny could drive. I've never the car heard up.
0: any creators or network being yeah, this. They're that, like, the best.
1: this is really they are just
0: above and beyond.
1: Sweet, sweet people. Uh, yeah, they they you know because again, they they told the cast. Yeah, this is oh, over. yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I'm sure contractually she had already signed something, but it was it was. Not it's even supposed still, to be. It's a commitment. A 10, a ten, a ten Salvation thing. picture deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, <laughs> so we fell in love with Vancouver. I had been many, many times. Jen had been many times uh, for work. Um, but we truly fell in love with Vancouver. And these nice people, the showrunners even put me on the show. I did like, you know, four or five episodes. And at the time, there was going to be a third season. And we thought, gosh, we're throwing so much money away on rent. And Jen is from uh, Montreal. She is Canadian. She's dual. And um, I have uh, a Canadian, basically their version of a green card. It's like a work permit, That's nice. which is amazing. Um, it, it just Lovely. gives. I mean, I love, I love the country. I'm, uh, we're friends of the Trudeau's. Um, uh, they're Are just you? Yeah, they're, friends of the Trudeau's. The best. They're really? the best. Is that, is that a true yeah. story? Like you guys have yeah. sat and
0: had dinner with them
1: many times. Many yeah. times. I have some good stories for there too. I just don't know if it's podcast worthy. But, I mean, okay, um, go on. So Canada holds a very special place especially with what's going on in our own country right now. But anyway, (laughs) we had been thinking about um, buying a little place in Vancouver, even before the baby, just to have, because we knew work would oftentimes take us there. You still have the place in New Orleans? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's so. That's a oh, postage stamp. Tiny. It's <laughs> tiny. It's like the barely price of a fits car. you. Yeah. All we right. love New Orleans. Is it so in the much. quarter? It's in the quarter. Yeah. It's that's a it's, dynamite yeah. place. Okay. So all um, right. But you say, look, and,
0: it. We're getting a place in Vancouver. So
1: yeah. But I, now I feel bad. But people listening think I'm like. You know, somebody just throws money around. I want this, I want this. The New Orleans place, I was directing a movie. <laughs> no just... one's thinking that. <laughs> just, I way, just want to preface it. People are it. happy for you. <laughs> we, 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 we knew we'd be in New Orleans. We'd we love New Orleans. We'd go there for it's a gig. It's my favorite city in the it's entire the best. country, it's, by the way. It's the I... oldest city in the country. It's, it's Owned by the three most, countries? Yeah. It, it's the most fascinating city. 90
0: miles from the first slave trading post, the place where voodoo was brought into the Catholic Church and then kicked out of it with Marie Laveau. A lot of
1: history. I know a, a lot, lot of more history. than I should. A lot of misery, which is probably why they're always celebrating because, yeah you know, party now because tomorrow, that's right. it. Um, but work would always bring us there. They'd always put us at the Lowe's or the Windsor Court, which right. are great, but you, know, you don't want to stay there for so long. And I, I knew I'd be going to be directing a movie for months, and Jen was going to be doing a pilot probably for a month or five weeks. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, you know, this is like four months in a hotel. We got our production offices together and said, you guys could save some money instead of paying all this money on hotels. Can you find us a little place in the quarter? We just want to try living in the quarter for the summer. And uh, they did. Um, it was actually, not to drop any names, but Steve uh, uh, Zahn was renting oh. it. And... Um, so it was. It was. It was all right. But it was a dump. It <laughs> oh. really was a dump. Um, <laughs> terrific, nice. terrific dump. But uh-huh. a dump. But it was great. It had a kitchen. It has a big balcony. It's in the the safest part of the quarter at the time. The next door neighbors. They've since divorced. Were Brad Pitt and Angelina. But a very lovely, lovely place of the, mm. in the in the quarter, and we loved it. And um, the suite gay gentleman who owned the place said and we were talking to, to, to him and his husband before uh, we we left you know this is what you'll need this is what we have this is what we don't have <laughs> um uh, they were so sweet and we said we're taking you guys out to lunch the first sunday we get there and we did and they said something to the effect of well if any of your fancy hollywood friends are interested in purchasing a place in the quarter we are planning on putting it on the market come september when you vacate and we're like, oh wow, that, okay. We know a lot of people, and we'll we'll spread the word. And um, we don't know what stuff costs down here. We know what LA costs. We don't know what Louisiana costs. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, we're not taking a penny under. And they gave us the price. And I swear, Jen ripped out her checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> it was the price of a car. I mean, that's unbelievable. And uh, yeah, she bought this great little place that we, you know, fixed up and made it really nice, and literally since the day we bought this place, not one of us has had a job in New Orleans, but... We go there. We become huge New Orleans Saints football fans. Um, mm. We would go there, even if it's just you know to go for dinner. I mean, we'd go. You know, Southwest is having a sale. You know, hundred one dollars. <laughs> let's go. We go. Just, I realize but, I just
0: fucked you on this because I'm thinking Dylan listens to the podcast, yeah. and all he wants to do is go He's to New Orleans. Go to New Orleans. And be like, as Johnny, Where are we I stay? use this place. <laughs> you know, I'm just warning so you. Now we
1: have been there since the baby was born. We've been there twice for 24 hours, both Saints games and both like <laughs> in have a great meal right. watch a game and leave right uh, otherwise it's been rented and and now the french quarter has really come down on any short term rentals under a certain amount of uh, really? days or weeks even if you own the place the yeah. french quarter made yeah. it all they made a law because the huh. hotels are, are, you know, missing out on, on that money. And we were very selective. You know, uh, oh, a friend of mine's doing an episode of, uh, you right. know, Who you gonna whatever. So, you know, two weeks here, you know, a month here. Um, but now it's, it's I think it's a three-month minimum. Anyway, we, we have somebody in there for a year. So, so that's, that's good. That's and
0: end that. he ended up getting the place in Vancouver because it's like she's there. So and we there were there looking for a place
1: months. and uh, we didn't want to just throw money away on rent. And we found this place that we could not afford. But they, again, they said, you're <laughs> getting a season three. We're like, okay. Let's bite the bullet. It's <laughs> so beautiful. It's in the best part of town. Condo or a? Uh, it's a. House? It's a. It's a house. It's a. It's. Oh, it's it a, not a big house, but it's a. It's, I don't. It's not quite a duplex. I don't know what you call it, but it's. You've got a house, and half of the house is ours, and then the other half is our neighbors. Huh. But it's three stories. It's three bedrooms. Beautiful views of the water. It's. It's dynamite. we we so overpaid, but there's only this one tiny strip that overlooks the water, and the homes never become available. Right, it's like, limited. Like, like There's only a yeah, certain amount fuck of them. We're going to do it. Right. We're going to live in it for the next year. You're going to make money on that, no and matter like, what. It's not um, like you're going to lose yeah. with that spot. We're not going to lose. No. We, we want it forever. Right. Uh, but a week after we bought it, the show got canceled. So so you go back home. Yeah. So <laughs> and... uh, a friend of ours uh, has had it since June, um, David Giantoli. He's on a show called A Million Little Pieces. Things. Is that, that what it is? Oh, things. a million little pieces yes. is the fray it's the, book, is the book, right? Yeah. Is the book,
0: and there's a million little yeah. things about the suicide yes. guy who's like he's cheating exactly. on him with the guy's wife. And exactly, like, should have taken the call, right. motherfucker. Right now he's dead. You're all going to be miserable for at least three yes. seasons.
1: So he and his wife and their little baby girl right? uh, have moved on, and that's it. <laughs> uh, and they move out to in just a few weeks. And. Jen's been offered this series <laughs> that uh-huh. shoots in Vancouver for okay. 10 episodes guaranteed so <laughs> she's got to pull the trigger on that decision but we may we may be living again so you're in, going back Vancouver. up to
0: Vancouver so yeah, therefore it's m- already paying like... for itself
1: well exactly yeah, that really works out because I was going to I was yeah. going to pitch you a, a, a... <laughs> A show where Cliff <laughs> yeah. seems obsessed with your house. you leave to Vancouver, you come back. And Cliff's in there. Yeah, he yes. he lives there and <laughs> I mean, he, his ex-wife, his ex-wife's boyfriend. Yeah. I'm and then and, it, and they let you live in the um the guest house, and that's the that's the whole movie. Perfect. It's that's... like parasite, but <laughs> <laughs> I
0: got nothing, man. Oh. I got nothing. This has been fucking fun. I mean, it's like I can't even first of all, I was telling Drew when I were broke and I was like, yo. Did you know, like Johnny was a walking kid? She's like, "What?" And then what happened? I'm like, listen oh. to the podcast. This is things that even I knowing you as long as I have, um, I'm really, really blown away. Uh, Jason, I want to. Do you have anything you no. want to answer? No. Like nothing? You got nothing? I, well,
1: I mean, we've gone through all, so much. We really much. have, right? I feel, I feel like, like I know everything. I do too,
0: and I, I, I just want to say, Johnny, thank you. I want to say, like for everything, not just you know for being here today. Like thank you for everything. I love you. You're one of the best people I know, and I just look forward to seeing what the rest of it's gonna be.
1: Thank you, Cliff. You know I adore you. I've adored you since you know we were teenagers. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've always been so impressed by. I mean, it's like fucking two eulogies here. I've always been so impressed (laughs) by not only your intelligence but your um, your constant gratitude. You've never (laughs) you've never like not thanked me, and I don't need to be thanked. But you've never you've never let a meal or whatever go by with just saying, "Johnny, thank you." You know, yeah. you've always been so sweet. You've introduced me to so and so. You know, you helped me when I was down. Um, not a lot of people. Not a lot of people go out of their way to say. Thanks and show appreciation. So that's a that's a beautiful quality you have. Oh, I love you. I love you too. All right. And you've got a me. beautiful uh, podcast radio voice. I, by the way, it's like velvet, right? It's so velvety oh, smooth. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just have a look at your writing. It's, it's right. really really, <laughs> really <laughs> good. Thank you very much. We <laughs> change these out as soon as he leaves. Yeah, yeah they're, they're <laughs> useless. <laughs>
0: no, yeah, you don't want any part yeah. of this. No. but give <laughs> it to Pam,
1: give it to Pam <laughs> Adlon. Let her pet My future ex. Have
0: a great day. What time is it? Yes. We made it. We <laughs> did another hour and a half. We right? made it before Shabbat. Oh, my goodness. I'm yes, a, my is, wife's just, not going to know what to do with me when I get home together. Like <laughs> <a laughs> 3 hours. show. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan Silvers. Good night. Good, Good night. night. Good night.